Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about issues of the day from a biblical perspective, as well as highlights from interviews, conferences, and events. Here's David Smith and Monty Larrick. All right, so welcome to another edition of Illinois Family Spotlight. We are here today. I am Dave Smith, your host. Um, we are here today with Darren and Cindy Bailey. You may know that name. This is the second podcast of two. Darren Bailey is a candidate for governor of Illinois. He is a current state senator, a former state representative, a former school board president, and, of course, most importantly, he's a father, a husband, and a farmer. And I'd like to know a little bit more about your farm. It's Bailey Farms. Tell me your website again. Absolutely. BaileyFamilyFarm.com. And, and uh, my three sons, they're doing a wonderful job. We have a pretty neat Facebook page. Uh, look up Bailey Family Farm, and, and you can see what uh, what we do, a little snippet of what we do literally every day of the year, except Sundays that we take off. Awesome. So corn, soybeans, wheat is what you told me. Yes. And so you've got how many acres and is it just a small little family farm or is it a pretty big business? Well, we stay busy. We employ a, a 15 families. Uh, we farm wow, a 12, that doesn't sound small to me. <laughs> well, we farm 12,000 acres and wow. uh, got about a 60-mile radius we work in. We have a trucking company, Bailey Family Freight. Uh, we have an excavating company that we work with and, and uh, doing a lot of uh, dirt work in the area. And, and uh, other than that, staying busy with our family and, and in our churches and That and sounds in our like community. business, a lot of work. And so you've got your sons involved in it. And uh, throughout the year, you're planting, you're harvesting, and and then in the winter, what do you, what does a farmer do in the winter? Well, that's something else I encourage people to look us up on our Facebook page, and, and you'll see. So so the fun part of farming is, uh, in the, and and I'm going to contend for the most part, the easy part is uh, is planting the crop, taking care of it during the summer, uh, and, and and harvesting. That's what farmers, you know. Uh, a, a dream about and wait for. Unfortunately for that, the equipment has, well, fortunately and unfortunately, the equipment is so big anymore, we get that done, you know, in, in, a, in a lot quicker time than we used to. And that's really a good thing because you want your crop planted early in the year so that it can take advantage of the longer growing season, uh, hopefully start maturing, uh, you know, before the August heat. So, uh, but but the hard work is in the summer and in the winter when we're not actually farming. In the winter. In the winter, all winter long, we're we're hauling grain, we're cleaning out grain bins, and and again, you can see this on our Facebook post. We bring every piece of equipment that we have in the shop, and we literally tear it down. The planters, the discs, the cultivators, the combines, literally strip them down and replace and inspect every bearing, every moving part. Because again, when you've waited for you this short window, you can't let these things you can't break have down. these break down so so that's the that's the hard the tedious work and it's uh it's uh you know it's pretty a rigorous work especially when you're in a in a grain bin scooping grain and and uh, cleaning those things out and and uh, so you're and not claustrophobic are you no i'm not matter of fact cindy and i got to uh, uh got to experience uh, uh going down in a coal mine in hamilton county just a few weeks ago and and uh, we did we both figured out we weren't claustrophobic because that's the most uh, i tell you that's the most uh, condensed area i've ever been in so i admire those men and women well there's there's a joke here somewhere regarding your experience in the field and using fertilizer and then going to springfield 
<laughs> well, that's the other aspect. There's a large chicken farm in our area. So we literally, uh, we uh, most of our manure is what we would classify as organic manure. We handle 15,000 tons what? of chicken manure on our farm each year. So so uh, that's pretty, that would that would be maybe half equate of what uh, kind of manure comes out of oh, Springfield. I'd say holy smokes, but... Uh... <laughs> Holy cow or whatever. <laughs> Holy chicken. Holy chicken. So these are uh, bird uh, eggs? They're for egg farming or is it for meat? Well, it's it's uh, for egg farming. So okay. if you are in your, uh, like Bob Evans, the little uh, uh, egg scramblers sure, that you'll yeah. find, that's those eggs are coming from. No kidding. Uh, Frina, Illinois, in the farm that uh, uh, we All right, uh, so now I'm really from. interested. So you've got, you, you got your farmers where you're growing corn and soybeans and wheat. Uh, you've got uh, livestock, obviously with the chickens what what are the major industries in your district southern illinois well so again that's probably that question is probably one of the prime reasons why cindy and i felt that we were called to this journey because i'm going to say the southern third of illinois we don't have the industry that the rest of the state does and and i guess that's has probably for years been on on purpose because uh, the southern third of illinois we have oil we have coal and we so have, we have farming. resources. We have natural, God-given and, and resources. And as a farmer, I'm going to assume that you think that Southern Illinois is a good place to farm. I think Southern Illinois this. is a wonderful place to live and to work, even in the coal mines, the oil fields, and on the farm. <laughs> right, and right. All, and we're struggling with those because the environmentalists are, you know, coal. They're they're pushing it out of the way. They're sure. making it harder for a uh, for you know to drill and and for oil. Even though that the very people that are doing this don't want to talk about, you know, their plastic cars and the plastic that they use everything <laughs> make up everything that's made from petroleum and then you know there's not a lot of younger people staying on the farm because of the hard work so farms are growing larger you know because of the equipment Becoming because of more necessity efficient type things yeah if probably more right now because of efficiency I, I i hope that to the day of the big corporations doesn't come but i also see that coming as well but you run a family farm, yes, and that's what's important. So that I didn't know correct. you were involved in all these other things, the trucking and the excavation. That's uh, really interesting to know. So you've got a lot of business experience, don't you, Darren? <laughs> I've got a lot of business experience, and I know firsthand that if I spend more than I earn, <laughs> that I'm going to be in trouble. Can you imagine oh. that? I know firsthand that if I don't plan ahead yes. <laughs> with an adequate budget and planning, I'm going to be in trouble. I know that if I have a bad year, I have got to make changes or else Wait, things no, no, simply aren't going to work. Increase expenditures, don't you? Automatically. I wish I could do that. Get my employees and shake them upside down and get all the change out of their pockets, <laughs> cut their pay or whatever. Yeah, that's how the Illinois government is operating. So that's a shame, isn't it? So as governor and Lord, please, what would you do with the budget? Uh, how would you approach the legislature and say, hey, guys, business as usual is done. You're not going to get this from me. I, that's awesome, and that's going to be one of the first items that we tackle. It's going We're going to be talking about that in January, just immediately after inauguration. Uh, I will uh, demand a zero-based budget. That's where every department and agency will start at zero, and they are going to have to give a full accounting of every penny that they intend to spend, and we're going to make that public. That's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about I'm going to instill men and women uh, of courage, of knowledge, of boldness, and to head these departments, and they're going 
going to make transparent the process, and they're going to hold each agency and department accountable. And if there's waste, it's going to get cut, and it's going to get removed. <laughs> I can't get past the word accountable. Accountable! Holy smoke, they're going to be accountable for what they do. Oh my gosh, I bet you if you did an audit, you would find 10 20% waste and fraud. Uh, probably and, more than that, honestly. Yeah. So, you know, I, I mean, struggle with that on the farm. This Here's what anybody's mm. business, you've got to make an accounting each and every year because right. each year, well, each new year, every year, you look back and there's things that didn't work, even at the beginning of that year when you had the full intention of doing the right thing. So can you imagine there's been no accounting of the Illinois budget, as far as I'm concerned, since its inception? So, you know, as, as the executive director of, a, of two small nonprofit, I, I do that too. I go through the books and say, where can we save money next year? Where can we cut costs, you know? And so I appreciate that. And on your scale, of course, that makes a huge difference where, you know, I'm talking thousands, you're probably talking tens of thousands. And when it comes to Illinois government, we're talking millions, right? Yes. And that's our tax dollars. Right. And it could be used for something else. You know, one of the things that concerns me, Darren, especially, you know, we're talking about the budget and as a, a father who's trying to run a household myself, I'm alarmed that gasoline prices are going up. And that's since Biden has been in, right? He cut off the Keystone Pipeline. The environmental policies are going to kill the gas and oil industry. And of course, that's going to pass along their costs to us. But I'm also concerned because my electric bill has gone up. The Chicago Democrats are imposing this green agenda on us that is costing us. What's your experience there? Oh, in wow. Springfield, you on think this. of all of the reasons. You're on the to, Energy Committee, right? right? Yes, I am. Right. I was on the Energy Committee the last two years in the House. And when you think of all the reasons that people have to leave Illinois, energy is now one of them. Oh, Needless, and a lot of people forget that every January and every July, due to the the cost of inflation increase, gas prices automatically now will go up. So people forget right. that little aspect of that bill. So again, uh, we stand up many times on the Republican side of the aisle, and we contend and scream that we have a spending problem. Let's cut it out. Yet the Democrat literally last uh, in the House last year, uh, this was literally for the first time we got this out of them, that no, uh, we have a revenue problem. We need, and that's simply taxes. More taxes is what they're talking about. More, more, this, this budget that is just, is, is sickening. It's, it's anti-business, it's anti-family, it's almost anti-Illinois. So yeah. why businesses uh, would come to Illinois with, with work comp being two and a half times higher with right. all the regulations. I, I Property have no taxes idea. out of control. Right. But think about what you just said there. Um, the Republicans say we have a spending problem. So what they're saying is, hey, Springfield, you're the problem. The Democrats are saying, no, we have a revenue problem. No. What are they saying? They're saying to the citizens, you're the problem. We're not getting enough from you. Isn't that the... That is the message. That's it. Period. Wow. And this energy bill creates the same kind of, uh, you know, same kind of delusion. Uh, in its original form, the, the whole intent was that by 2030, uh, all coal-fired energy plants would be shut down. Uh, by 2040, all natural gas. Illinois has a has an amazing abundance of We've natural gas. We've got great gas. natural We've resources. Got, Illinois is the natural resource mm. state of the union. Uh, but by 2040, that the natural gas-generated electrical plants would be shut down. And then ultimately, by 2050, the nuclear plants in the Chicago area would be shut down. So the irony is, this thing, they call it the Clean Energy Jobs Act. 
when this thing would reach fruition, you know, they're, they're wanting to build windmills and solar panels that aren't even manufactured here in the Illinois, and much of the components aren't even manufactured in the United States. China, and when this right? is all, yes. And when this is all <laughs> said and done, all these thousands of jobs, they're going to be relegated to somebody basically weed-eating, you know, around these facilities. And they're just going to sit there and do their thing. There'll be, you know, there'll be routine maintenance. But we're going to lose thousands of jobs through this process, let alone the high cost of energy that is going to be coming very soon. And are we going to have rolling blackouts in Illinois? It only makes sense that we're, we're setting ourselves up, much like what California's model is, much like what Texas is. When you sit here and you get rid of all of your energy production, right. and, and then you create a clause, they're wanting uh, you know to create some eminent domain clauses to basically tie in Indiana with Iowa and Indiana with Missouri to run you know electrical lines across so that we can tap into it, and, and we will be buying our energy from outside sources, other states. It's going to be a mass period. But we'll be green, right, Darren? will be green. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the mindset. So you were telling me, and I want you to put this out there for our folks, that you challenged the Chicago Democrats on the committee to show the way, right? In 2019 in the House, and in one of the uh, committee meetings where, where this Clean Energy Jobs Act was first kind of announced, uh, we had the Sierra Club and, and other of these organizations, you know, sharing their facts and ideas. Uh, Representative Robin Gable was uh, chairing that committee. I just at one point in time somewhat had enough, and I, I spoke to the Sierra Club and even the committee behind me, and I said, "Listen, <laughs> guys, you, you, I, I was new. They knew they knew who I was and where I come from and what my fight was." And I said, "I'm I'm Mr. Anti-Tax. I believe we need to get our taxes down. I'm fighting for the people to make living in Illinois better. But here's the deal: I have a proposal. Uh, I, I've read about it. I don't know that much about it other than what I've read. But in 1932, the city of Chicago did a, kind of did a really amazing thing. They 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 hosted a World's Fair." And, and from what I've gathered, a, a lot of a lot of new discoveries from the Chicago area were, you know, were, were released there, and it was an amazing thing. I said, "How about Chicago do that again?" I said, "If you want to be green, I will go to the people across Illinois, and I will talk on your behalf to to, to create some kind of a tax to help you create the windmills and the solar panels that you need." And you be all green. You show us how that is done. And when it when we figure out that it works, I yeah. believe there, if there, it there, works, if it will, it won't work. It won't we work, know right. that because there's days the wind doesn't blow. There's days that the, the, the sun, sun doesn't shine. shine. <laughs> and more importantly, we don't have the technology to harness all of this. So that's therein lies the problem that we will number one have rolling blackouts. We will have to you know flip the switch and pull in energy from other states, and all at a cost. And then we're going to have these batteries supposedly backing up the system, but you were telling me that the, the, the production of these batteries... Lithium. No one wants to talk about the fact that China is buying up ground in South America, in Africa, using slave labor to, to destroy the earth in these places. Nobody cares about that because that's not in our backyard. Right. Using slave labor to, to mine China this lithium. China using slave labor? Yeah, Come you look on. At, yeah. Yeah, it's common, but but we want to put our hands over our eyes and our ears and pretend that that doesn't exist. But our environmental friends certainly have got to be concerned about the carbon footprint of producing these batteries and then disposing of these batteries, right? <laughs> no one has. I mean, we just found out this year, we just found out this year, as some of the first windmills after 35 years were put out of production, they could not be recycled. So thousands <laughs> of acres are being excavated as we speak so that the 
these windmill blades because they have fiber uh, fiber in them, and, and you can't do anything with them. They're being buried in the earth. But that's that's not the problem. Hey, here, is Darren, it? what do you think? Do, do they what what do they use to lubricate those uh, mechanical parts up there in that windmill? Tens of thousands of gallons of oil, oil. over the life <laughs> of that of that turbine. Thank you. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So the ludicrous policies of Democrats are going to cost us. And the idea of rolling blackouts just blows my mind. You've heard about it in California, but we also had a problem in Texas last winter when they had a, a freeze, a snap freeze, right? And all of a sudden the windmills weren't working. The electricity grids went down. There were some serious problems, yes. right? Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I don't think that's a good idea. People we like to be able to flip the that. switch right. in our house and have refrigerator keep things cold and, and the furnace to kick down when it goes cold. So, oh, man. Well, re- the word resource, I mean, what's that mean? That means something to be used. God gave us that's these right. resources right. for a reason. Our coal-fired plants are are terribly efficient it's amazing but yet you go outside you know china and the other countries that have were all a part of this kyoto agreement they're doing nothing no. to 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 pull back on their emissions but the united states uh, our emission policies are quite amazing so so with that being said i do want to understand i i want everyone to understand i'm not anti-windmill and anti-solar panel sure. but let's let's work into this as we should everything let's ease into it as the technology i'm gonna improves. go out on a limb and just say you're in favor of developing that technology so that it can be used. Right, but billions of dollars of government subsidies to to artificially prop these things up and, and contend right. that this is our this is our source of energy. It's going to cost us. It is going to hurt us. And so, in the what long should run. listeners do about this right now? Well, listeners should be getting uh, you know educated. Go to my I share a lot of this information on my Facebook and my, on my webpage baileyforillinois.com, My Facebook page Bailey for Illinois, and just start. So so probably the one of the biggest thing is start developing the relationship with your state representative and your state senator and uh, and start learning from them even if they're radically on the other side of you i mean isn't that what we're supposed to do we're supposed to love everyone we're supposed to get connected and if we expel our influence on some of these people many times the democrat uh, representative and senator that i talk to one-on-one we have a lot in common but right now in the last two years, the fact that they sit in the super majority and there is so much money at their hands, uh, when they when they hit the House or the Senate floor, uh, they have a complete unified different agenda. Well, and, and their leaders kind of compel them, right, to fall in line. You will vote for this if we need right, you, right? Right, Union money, Illinois Education Association money uh, seems to rule the day in Springfield. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's uh, let me before we take a break. Should they call their state rep and state senator on this? Should they call the governor's office? What should they be doing to stop this energy um, yes, the, takeover? Yes. The the phone is the best uh, policy. If okay. we are in session, call the Springfield office. If we are not in session, call the uh, call the local office. And, and you can go to ilga.gov and yes. look up your state senator and state rep yes. and call right there their yes. district or their Springfield office. Yes. Yeah. Um, good deal. Well, let's take a break and come back and uh, talk some more about the supermajority in the Illinois General Assembly. 
Is work a good thing or a bad thing? For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with The Point. Recently, a friend of mine shared on Facebook about a conversation he had with a man who decided to be homeless, not because he took a vow of poverty or had some cataclysmic tragedy. The man was healthy, he owned a house, recently won the lottery. So why was he choosing to live on the streets in San Francisco? Because, he put it, you can live there, don't have to get a job, but never worry about paying rent. Now, the strange story reveals the inherent contradictions when it comes to just how work is viewed in our culture. On one hand, we work ourselves to the bone as if nothing mattered more. On the other hand, we pursue work because the goal of life is leisure, being free from having to work at all. The Bible portrays work differently, as a gift, not as the end all and not as a necessary evil. By working, we steward God's world and his good gifts in order to glorify him, find meaning, and love our neighbors as well. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street. People are talking a lot about health care these days. There are so many changes, so many questions. As Christians, where can we turn for answers? Well, at Samaritan Ministries, we believe the answer is in Jesus Christ, working in the lives of His people, demonstrating Christian community by sharing each other's medical needs, scripturally, faithfully. Here's just part of Lana's story in her own words. I love getting the monthly share that I give to each month that has a name of a real person and their real medical concerns and a prayer request, you know, for them. That I get to interact with people from all over the country, just like me, and get to pray for them and know that they're praying for me when I have a need. It's great. I love it. Lana is just one of over 200,000 members who are sharing over $23 million in medical needs each month. If you'd like to experience what it's like to partner with other Christians for your health care needs, and you'd like to see what other members are saying, visit MySamaritanStory.org. All right, welcome back to Illinois Family Spotlight. My guest today is one of my political heroes, Darren Bailey, state senator from Southern Illinois, Louisville, and he's uh, Alney and what uh, what other Robinson and Zena? Did I say that right? Zena, Flora, you skipped on Louisville. You missed that one. Uh-oh. It's Louisville. Yeah, that's see, all right. I, <laughs> I see. I, I fall back into bad habits. That's all right. That's all right. You for you forgive me. <laughs> yes, Thank I you. do. Thank you. Uh, and, and you guys certainly have been to uh, Bourbonus, right? Yeah. Yeah, you like that, Cindy? Bourbonnet. You know, the natives there call it Bourbonus. I did not know that. I'm I'm telling you, that that is the truth. Wow. Our oldest son, Zach, he he went his first year of college there at Olivet. And his his wife, Kelsey, at Olivet. I know some people that went there. We visited there when the the Bears were at summer camp there. So that was fun. I learned something today. I did not know that on the pronunciation. Isn't that funny? All right. So you just wrapped up our first half of the podcast talking about the supermajority of Democrats in Springfield. So this is the worst it's ever been in my lifetime where we've got 41 Democrats to only 18 Republicans in the Illinois Senate and 73 Democrats. Democrats to 45 Republicans in the Illinois House. So we've got this racist party, and I'm going to call them racist because they do everything on basis of racism. Racist party of big abortion, casinos, LGBTQIA+, big marijuana have these super majorities. The values and opinions of voters in southern Illinois, where you guys are from, central and western Illinois, have been steamrolled this past session in Springfield. Not only did we, when we talked about it, you know, the the comprehensive so-called sex education bill that is supposed to be age-appropriate, right? I'm sorry, Darren. What Planned Parenthood thinks is age-appropriate 
is not what Southern Illinois parents and grandparents think are age appropriate. That's right. I think it's important. I want to throw something in. When we were, I sat on the education committee when this SBA 18 was being debated in committee. The sponsor did not answer one question, but every one of the questions that were asked were rolled over to two groups. Illinois Education Association Mm. and Planned Parenthood. Representatives from those two groups answered every question that was asked in committee. People need to be alarmed about that. They need to be alarmed. But not only did we have this terrible comprehensive sex ed bill, but we have tampons in boys' rooms now starting in fourth grade. We have marriage certificates that you can go back and change. There was a day when you changed something like your name or your gender, it was considered fraud. And now you can go back to your marriage certificate and change your name and your gender. Think about the implications of this. I am, I get a felony uh, for for some kind of a sex crime. Okay. I go back and change my name and my gender. What does that do to that? There was no, no one could answer that. That's right. And and we're having problems in the the prisons now, aren't we? Because of men identifying as women and then being put into women's prisons. We're having a lot of problems. I have literally visited women in the Decatur prison facility who have had those situations and uh, tried to get that addressed. So we have been able to get some of the men who classify themselves as women removed from that. But that is, I mean, that is very, very real. That puts real. The, a lot of women at risk. And you would uh, think that our feminists in the Illinois right, General would, Assembly would come to the defense right, of these poor women. Right. right. But they're not. Nothing. I did joke once upon a time that if I ever went to jail, I'm going to identify as a woman so I can go and serve it, make it lighter, you know, so I didn't have to deal with the, the you know, the Nazis and the, 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 the Black Panthers and all these gangs and the, you know, M- MS-13. But now I, I, you know, that's not a joke anymore. It's no, not no. a joke. But, you know, thankfully, one of the things that didn't happen was the, the repeal of parental notification. So we can praise God for that because that law does save lives, right. even though it could be a lot stronger. And right. everybody agrees with that. We could have better laws. But we also have a remap, a new election date for next uh, 2020. So the primary is not going to be in March. It's going to be in June. We've got curbside voting and early voting that is two months long. Darren, 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 Darren. With 7 million people in Cook and and the Collar Counties and 5 million people downstate, how do we counter this nonsense from the northeast corner of the state? Well, Cindy and I are on a mission to wake the church up. Uh, we got we got so we got basically two prongs to this. Good number answer. one, wake the church up. Yes. But number two, uh, do what I'm used to doing all of my life on the farm, outworking the system. Everybody wants to be scared of a, of a Pritzker's dollars. Yeah. Uh, I've outworked them before. You know that in my yep. very first a primary campaign, uh, the Republican Party in a primary spent 1.5 million against us. Uh, we were able to garner up about a quarter of a million, and, and we ended up uh, uh, winning against a strong uh, incumbent. And 60 his referendum to 40. loss too. Right. Right. So yeah, let, so let don't yeah, let's don't forget about that. The uh, the the tax increase. That's right. The, the tax amendment. And he uh, spent gobs of money that on that. That is a governor's race right there. Let's not yes. forget about Good the points. Judge Kilbride being voted out of office first time in in Illinois history. And then what happens? They make a remap for the uh, Supreme Court <laughs> system. So yeah, so let's let's explain that real quick. So uh, Illinois has five um, Supreme Court justices. And in the third district, which is just below Chicagoland, across from Iowa to Indiana, um, was Justice Kilbride. He was he didn't get retained in the last election, so he's done. He's over, and it's a chance for the Republicans to get the majority on the court. And what did they do? 
first time in 60 years the uh, Democrats come out and and rewrite the uh, Supreme Court justice map. So let's not forget, (laughs) I don't know if anyone realizes that, it's not going to be until August before any any census data comes. September, the census data is revealed. In August, there is a report that comes out. It's called the Legacy Report. Historically, it has been very accurate. There is absolutely none, zero, uh, there is no census, no numbers data. All these maps that have been remapped and and approved and immediately signed by Pritzker, which that was a campaign lie, uh, they have no idea how many people are living in the, and by Illinois law, you have, each of these districts have to be within 10, uh, 10% of the population. That's why you're not seeing a congressional map. And because the population at least, is, of course, based on the census. Census. And that's why you're not seeing a congressional map yet, because by federal law, the congressional map has to be to the person. So we're not going to oh, see a congressional map until accurate census data is revealed. And, it, and at which point, I believe there will be a serious challenge to the census map. And we believe probably in September, we will be called back into session to probably rework the maps again, because it's it's obvious that no one has any idea where people move to. Well, or I'm where hoping at. they do, because it looks, the, the maps that they've put out thus far makes it you know we think it's bad now it's going to get worse right, right 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 but now from what i understand we've already filed the republicans i should already filed lawsuit right correct so there is a good chance and this is not a state they, they filed in federal court so right. get away from the right the, the, the liberal guys. judges yes <laughs> yes yeah. So we might have a chance here. Right, that is true. All right, so we need to keep that in prayer. Correct. That's all right. we can do here in Illinois right. as, as citizens. Yeah. We can't influence um, the, the justices uh, or the judges on the federal court. We can pray. Right. right. I'm very concerned about curbside voting and early voting, too, Darren, because we've gone from one election day to now two months' worth of election and. I like being able to mail in my ballot. It makes it very convenient for me to sit down with my wife and kids and say, this is who I'm voting for, and this is why I'm voting for him, and then put it in the mail. But we know it is ripe for fraud. We know there's been a lot of election irregularities. Let's put that word, irregularities. And for somebody who worked for an alderman in the city of Chicago, I know the Chicago way means hold back a few precincts until you know what the deficit is you need to overcome. And I believe that's what we saw with Trump. Now, a lot of people might say, oh, Dave, there was no election fraud. Baloney. I believe there was. Now, was it enough to make Joe Joe Biden, the guy who campaigned from his basement, win? I doubt it. But what I'm trying to say is I think there was enough fraud there that I think Donald Trump really won. How does Donald Trump win more black vote, more Hispanic vote, but lose to the guy who campaigned from his basement? That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. So a Chicago way has gone national. In in Illinois, they're saying, what more can we do? Curbside voting? Early voting for two months? Do you think we need to curtail that and bring it down? To at least maybe a weekend? Yeah, there's no reason. There really is no reason for any of this. I mean, there really isn't. The system has always worked. The right. absentee, the mail-in balloting, it works. There's even a provision 
any ballots that are dropped in these boxes even two weeks after the election uh, will be counted. So there's a provision that you don't have to have a stamp on these. You can lay these anywhere, essentially, and they will be picked up. Probably the most important aspect, and again, it's part of our constitutional process, is these positions called poll watchers and election judges. One thing that I found out in Cook County, Will County, and DuPage County, uh, many times the Democrat Party will place these people. Well, here's a Republican, and they'll put this person in, and we're finding, I think we discovered in mass during the 2020 election that many of the people that were in place in Cook, Will, and DuPage County uh, in some of these uh, Democrat precincts, they were not Republicans at all, but they were placed there. Uh, I've also found out that uh, you don't have to live in the precinct. We plan and intend on, on busing busloads of people up here during election time in the primary and in the general election to monitor this process. There are groups out there working on, you know, having lawyers, you know, basically on standby so that whenever the ballots get taken to that back room and the Republican poll watcher and election judge follows and they're told that you can't come in here, that they're going to go through there because that's their, that's their constitutional duty and right. And then immediately, these lawyers will be contacted and they will act on these issues yep. immediately because yep. that's what we're relegated to. Unfortunately, that wasn't documented much in the 2020 election, so right. there's a lot of hearsay, number one. And then with the weak evidence that you have and, and the, the, the liberal judges that we have in place, unfortunately, this stuff is just being pushed off to the side here in Illinois. Yeah. But we are, uh, we're going to work hard to make sure that we have actual eyes on the, uh, the situation throughout the uh, 2020. And when you have two months, it's hard to get right. people to volunteer right. to poll watch. Right, that is correct. For two months. That is correct. No, this is an egregious attack on our freedom and the, the democratic is. process. All right, well, let me let me change uh, topics on you. Uh, critical race theory. We just did a worldview conference in Collinsville on world, I mean, a critical race theory and why it's not biblical. It's become kind of the topic du jour of our day. Governor Ron DeSantis, who people think is going to run for president of the United States, uh, just banned critical race theory from being taught in public schools. Would a governor, Darren Bailey, do something like that? That will be one of the first items on the agenda to, uh, to, to stop and to block because uh, fortunately this won't hit our public schools until uh, 2025, but it is being taught in our colleges right now. That's right. And uh, so, yes, we can put an immediate stop to that because I've seen some of this curriculum and it's more than it's basically my right, my wrong. There's no right or wrong. And it's uh, whatever I think is, is sure. should be accepted. It's a very, it's a dangerous philosophy and it's a destructive philosophy. And they're teaching Howard Zinn's uh, revised history in the 1619 Project in right. Chicago Public Schools. Right. That's now, crazy. We've forgotten our, you know, we know history repeats itself and that we, and we also know when we forget our history uh, that our future is certainly uncertain and that has got to change. There was also a, a Christian teacher in a public school who got punished for using the correct pronouns for somebody who is transgendering. Should somebody get punished for using a teacher, government employee, a school teacher, a principal, a janitor, for using the wrong quote-unquote pronouns? Uh, again, that's some of the mentality of this critical race theory, and that's why it is so dangerous, because now all of a sudden the government is telling you how to act, what that's to say, right. how to behave, how to teach our local public schools our school boards should be have that one and only say they are responsible for what takes place in in their schools and if the people don't like it well it's kind of a it's a it's a it's a rigorous process you show up to the board meetings in mass you express your frustration and then you get out there and you run for office 
And that is something very important for the 2022 election. Absolutely. Every electable position in the state of Illinois, every position He's should up. have a conservative-minded candidate running. And we need to get behind some of these people. They, everyone may not be perfect, but if they're conservative, if they have Christian values. Uh, that, that Chicago, Cook County, Chicago needs that voice. Absolutely. People haven't heard. They simply haven't heard. They've heard one voice for years. That's all they know. And, uh, you know. It's, it's well, I just you pray because uh, I'm also a chairman of a Republican township organization. And last year I have a um, had a, a black gentleman about my age who wants to run as a Republican against Nick Smith, Representative Nick wow. Smith. I go. love it. Yes. And, and, you yes. know, we we in our township, because we're gerrymandered, uh, haven't had an opportunity to vote for many Republicans for state office. Right. And we'd love to be able to have that option, you know, right. to vote for a good, solid. And he's also a, a clergy member. So he's, awesome. he's a good Christian man who's uh, who would be a great rep and hopefully will maybe retire, uh, help help Nick Smith retire early. That's awesome. And, that, you know, and let's, let's we break this down. And I see people and they sometimes see the state positions or even like right now, you know, running against Tammy Duckworth for Senate. Yeah. That's great. But let's don't forget your, no, your local duties of, right. of, of township. Of, of city park of the village yeah. board the school board library the, board. that's the library board mm -hmm. yeah run right. for these positions and let's fight for these and let's get this back a lot there's 118 state representative districts in the state in the 2020 election uh, almost half of those were uncontested by uh, republicans and and almost of that number almost 40 of those have been uncontested in the chicago area for almost 20 years there's no excuse for that so as you and cindy go around waking up the church yes. maybe we'll get some more candidates who goes. will yes. run so let me ask you one last question here should should a transgender boy be able to go into a girl's bathroom and locker oh. room Absolutely not. Should they be able to compete against Absolutely them? Absolutely not. Exactly. That's wrong. It's not right. And again, parents, stand up against this stuff. If Amen. your school is allowing that, do the same thing as on the state level. Get these. Your board member is there to represent you. Call the board member. Make meetings with these people. Show up at the board That's meetings, right. at the school board meetings. Get you got to usually get a ten day notice to be on the agenda. And if you do that, then something could be voted on. Or just show up, and there's there is always a time open. Meeting. Open mic. Yep. And 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 take your time. Invite the press. Have them come there. Expose what's taking place. This is destroying our families, Amen. and it's got to stop. And as Christians, we don't want to affirm lies. And so when Bruce Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner, is talking to Hannity, and Hannity refers to him as her, that to me, that's a lie. Caitlyn, if he changes his name, is still he. God He's created still... male and female, male and female. He created them, period. And the Democrats want to shut down and not defend free speech. There was an article recently about the ACLU and the internal struggles they're having. Do they defend free speech or do they become radical and shut down any speech they don't like? Right. Right? right? And that's where they're going. Right. right. They're going to shut down any speech. So if you call Caitlyn Jenner a, a he, you're a hateful bigot. Yeah. That's, that's hurtful, violent language. Right. That's how they get around that's it. That's how they get around it. Violent language. Right. Twist the truth. All right. Well, um, Darren, I, I want to wrap up. You have so many things on your plate. I'm also across the board a conservative. I know you're a Second Amendment defender and, of course, religious freedom. I love walking into your office with the uh, the sticker on the door. 
Illinois Family Institute and yeah. your suite number, 2A. I love that. <laughs> I don't know if you ever thought about it. I love it. No, I didn't think of it, but there you go. Uh, 2A, Second Amendment. That's right. I, I know that you will defend our freedoms, unlike Governor Pritzker, who used his and abused his emergency authority to extend lockdown after lockdown after lockdown after lockdown, if for nothing else, that should disqualify him for, for a second term. Would you agree with it me? It should. The purpose of government is to educate and inform. The purpose of the Illinois Department of Public Health and each one of our health departments in each one of our counties are to, counties. It, are to educate inform and provide what's needed we have the illinois emergency management agency act 230 some pages written in the 70s if you would just take a glance at that you would think that it was written this year it was updated at the beginning of 2020 but nothing in that was followed governor pritzker used illegally his authority yes. uh, to usurp our constitutional freedoms and it has and been very sued. Dang, and i sued him and we won that's right and uh, then that's and it the rule of the day national it should have gone national. statewide. Right. He is guilty of malpractice. Right. The two weeks. Well, he's guilty of lying. This, this, yes. the lawsuit pertains to the entire state. It wasn't just for my county. It wasn't just for me. It wasn't just for my district. But he stood up. That lawsuit has never been overturned. It has right. never been dismissed. And uh, but he negated the word of the court. And. Uh, and that's dangerous. Cause, and he's the executive officer, right. so he was in charge of enforcing that ruling. Right. But he ignored that ruling. He did. So that's why he's a liar. As our as our attorney general did as well, and actually defended the governor instead of the people of Illinois. I want people to let that soak in, yeah. what Kwame Rule did. We need a good candidate against him as well, yes. don't we? Yes. The two-week stop the spread or uh, flatten the curve went to what? 14, 15, 16 months? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, July, June 11th is the, uh, was, is the day that all this is being lifted. Everyone's theoretically free oh, again. Dear so. Lord. All right. Well, for that alone, he deserves to be bounced. We should be praying for you and Cindy as you go around the state uh, meeting with folks. Uh, may God give you great meetings, great interactions with people, and may you build a grassroots that will shock all the political pundits in the state and nation. That's can, my prayer. We continually pray for favor over our journey, and That's we right. pray for confusion over the people that come against us. And when this is over with, we're going to be able to write a pretty amazing book of daily how that's happening. It's amazing. God is good. May God wake up the church. May he wake up everyone else in the middle there and see things. How can you not see what's going on? Right. Only well, by being amen. apathetic and complacent. Thank you, Darren. Thank you, Sydney, for putting yourselves out there. It's not easy. I mean, you could be doing the hard work at the farm. You're out here doing the hard work of trying to wake up the church and get people aware of the political uh, situation. You're you're kind of a modern-day prophet, sounding the uh, the horn, blowing the horn on the wall. Blowing the shofar. And, and trying to get us to wake. So God bless you. Remind me your website again. BaileyForIllinois.com is the website. Look us up on Facebook. Get connected. Like and share. Uh, Bailey for Illinois. Darren Bailey for Governor. And I want to recommend the Facebook uh, every day at 8 in the morning-ish. Thank you. Ish, um, the update and devotional. Yes. Beautiful combination. I, I appreciate that. And the Thank encouragement you. every day. You're in our prayer, guys. Prayers. God bless. Thank you. For more information about Illinois Family Spotlight, visit ifiaction.org. And to email questions and comments, do so at feedback at ifiaction.org.